When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome everybody. Hope everyone's having a great week. It's uh, hard to believe we are not far away from Christmas and the end of the year. Very close as we approach 2023. Again, if any of you businesses or or individuals that are looking to fine-tune your personal goals or organizational goals, feel free to reach out to us again here at Sustainable Success at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. We'd be more than happy to take a look and provide you our insight and perspective on what could be altered or modified to help move you along in 2023. If you're new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice America Influencer Channel. We also encourage you to follow us on Apple, as well as our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There, we've had many of our great guests, subject matter experts, sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help move your business and your organization to the next level. Feel free to check us out there. And our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types. In addition, they have an athletes corner now where they bring in professional athletes now that are transitioning to everyday life and an opportunity for professional athletes to build new relationships or maybe uh, rekindle old relationships with other athletes as they make that transition into everyday life. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today. We are with the father of modern networking, Dr. Ivan Meisner, and I cannot wait to introduce him as we're going to give a quick background about him. I'm sure many of you listening are already familiar with uh, Ivan Meisner, but we're going to give a little background He is the founder and chief visionary officer of BNI, the world's largest business networking organization. Founded in 1985, the organization now has over almost 11,000 chapters in 76 countries throughout every every populated continent in the world. Last year alone, BNI generated 12.4 million referrals, resulting in more than $18.6 billion worth of business for its members. Dr. Ivan Meisner's PhD is from the University of Southern California. He is a New York Times bestselling author, has written 28 books, including one of his latest books, Who is in Your Room? He is also a columnist for Entrepreneur.com and has been a university professor as well as a member of the Board of Trustees for the University of Laverne. Called the father of modern networking by both Forbes and CNN, he is considered to be one of the world's leading world experts on business networking and has been a keynote speaker for major corporations and associations throughout the world. He has been featured on in the LA Times, Wall Street Journal, and New York Times, as well as numerous TV and radio shows, including CNN, BBC, and the Today Show on NBC. Among his many awards, he has been named Humanitarian of the Year by the Red Cross and has been the recipient of the John C. Maxwell Leadership Award. He is a proud that he is. He and his late wife Elizabeth are the co-founders of the BNI Charitable Foundation. And without further ado, we welcome Ivan Meisner's show. How you doing, Ivan? Fantastic. Thanks, Chris. And thanks for having me on. 
It is a pleasure to have you here. Well, you know, many, you know, when we, we here at Sustainable Success, we are, we've had so many different topics covering business. And every time somewhere during the conversation, when I'm talking to a subject matter expert, or even from my perspective, there's always networking involved. It somehow always comes up in the mix as one of the more important things in how we build relationships and generate business. We would love to get from your perspective, like what, you know, how you look at net, you know, networking, since you are the father of modern networking and starting BNI now going on almost, my God, almost 40 years now, you know, we're not too far away from that. A couple of years no. from there. Yeah, we're not. We, I'm, I'm just glad they're not calling me the grandfather of modern networking. <laughs> you know, look, you're, you're still, the, yeah, you're yeah. good. I'm good. We'd love to hear um, your 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 perspective on networking, since we're hearing from you know the person that really has perfected it and really brought it to another level. Well, like networking is really all about building relationships, and I think a lot of people get this wrong because, first of all, we don't teach this in colleges and universities anywhere in the world. We don't teach networking, uh, social capital, emotional intelligence. They're just um, topics that aren't taught in school. So uh, people tend to just go out and use networking as a face-to-face -face cold calling opportunity. Hi, Chris, my name's Ivan. Let's do business. And, you know, they, they go right to trying to sell. Uh, about, oh, it was years ago. I was in London. Um, I was the keynote speaker. It was an all-day networking event. There were about 900 people there. And uh, when I came up, and I watched how everyone was networking, when I came up to speak, I asked the audience two questions, which I'd never done before. I wanted to see the answer. The first question I asked was, how many of you here today um, you know, are hoping to, you know, maybe just possibly sell something? Chris, 900 people raised their hands. <laughs> In the whole room, raised their hands. I'm like, great. Second question, how many of you are here today to, you know, just maybe possibly buy something? No one raised their hands. Not one single person. So this is what I call the networking disconnect. People show up at networking events wanting to sell, but nobody's there to buy. And that's why many people don't like networking because um, it's mostly being done wrong. It's all about building relationships. And, um, and if you'd like, I'd be happy to talk a little bit about it. Please do. That was going to be my next question, like, you know, to kind of lay out the, the process of what yeah. really, you know, uh, re, you know, relationship networking is all about. Yeah. So, you know, when people talk about networking, they tend to focus on the skill set. Here are techniques to use, which is great. Uh, you got to teach the techniques. I'm all for that. But there's a missing piece. You have to start with the mindset. So you have to start with the mindset first, then go to the skill set. And the mindset involves a couple of three different things. But the foundational element of the mindset that I teach is what I call the VCP process. It stands for visibility, credibility, profitability. So when you go to a networking event, you know, if, if you're not there to sell, people say, if I'm not there to sell, what am I going for? You're going to work your way through the VCP process. Yes. First, you got to be visible. People have to know who you are and know what you do. They're not going to start referring you if they don't know who you are and what you do. It always cracks me up when people um, meet me and they go, oh, hey, here's three, three of my business cards. You know, one's for you. Maybe you can give two to other people. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> who are you? What, what do you do? <laughs> And, you know, I'm thinking it's internal dialogue. Now I'm not going to give your cards to anyone because I don't even know you. So first you have to be visible. People have to know who you are. Then and only then can you move to credibility. 
where people know who you are, they know what you do, and they know you're good at it. Now, they may know you're good at it because you built a reputation. You get, you know, they, people see that you you refer, um, you get referrals a lot. You build a reputation uh, of trust, and and, uh, and and people have confidence in you. That one takes time. That is the one that takes the longest. Is the um, uh, credibility phase. Then and only then can you get the profitability where people know who you are, they know what you do, they know you're good at it, and they're willing to refer business to you. This isn't a sales process, it's a referral process. So they're at the point where they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll refer business uh, to Chris. Uh, he's really good at what he does. And then they start to do it. Now, there's a fourth stage that I haven't mentioned yet that comes before visibility. Uh, I call it invisibility. That's the one where, you know, people are handing multiple cards to you. You, you. you don't know who they are. And they try to jump over visibility, jump over credibility, get right to profitability. In one of my books, we call that premature solicitation, which yeah. you don't want to say fast three times. It'll get you in trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that is so true. And, you know, because, I mean, you know, they, especially now as we, you know, we've gone through this difficult period of with COVID. It, it's not it's not about transactions even if you are in a business that's transactional it's still got to come back to the relationship like yeah. you said and when people feel related to and heard and then you have an understanding of who they are what they do what's important to them they're more likely to open up they're more likely to you know get to you know get to know you better and be willing at that point if they feel you know comfortable with you and in, in what what you do in your business and obviously you have the things that can support you do do good in what you do that they will refer you as a result of it. Yeah, look, uh, so you bring up a great point: relational versus transactional. Uh, in one of the books that I did, we took a look. It was about the, the gender differences and how men and women network. Uh, the title is a little unique. It's a uh, <clears throat> business networking and sex, not what you think. And it's about the difference between men and women and how they network. We surveyed 12,000 people all over the world, not just BNI members, but um, business people all over the world. And one of the things that we were looking for was an, a, a relational approach to networking versus a transactional approach, which is what you were talking about. Now, what we found was that women um, uh, spent less time networking that, uh, than men did, but they were more likely to be relational in their networking than men were. Men spent more time, not a lot, but uh, you know, a, a little bit more time networking than women did, but they, were, they tended to be more transactional in their networking. Here's the interesting thing. Women got a higher percentage of their business through networking than men did. Yeah. And women were more relational in the way they networked. So one of the things that we did was we took gender out of it. We just looked at relate, relational versus transactional. So we merged gender, just looked at relational versus transactional. And what we discovered was that men and women who were relational in the way they networked uh, were more successful than men and women who were transactional in the way they networked. Wow. That, that's great. And what are some of the things like, if, you know, if people are, let's say, you know, people are hearing this and maybe they have some, you know, they understand it on some level, but but you know, but they still, you know, they go to a networking event and they kind of go right into that pitch and want to tell people what they do and how they can solve their problems and, you know, what would be the best approach in how you could start to, you know, you know, make that introduction and build that that rapport with somebody that you're talking to. Uh, in two words, ask questions. 
Um, a good networker has two ears and one mouth and should be and should use them both proportionally. So it's kind of like an interview here. You're asking me questions and you're just allowing me to elaborate. Uh, and then when I'm done elaborating, what do you do? You ask me another question and I elaborate. So um, that's what a good networker is. And so a lot of people assume, I'm going to get off subject just slightly, but you might find this interesting. Oh, a lot of people assume help. that extroverts are great at networking. Not necessarily. Extroverts are great at meeting people. And they well, have that's no a great point. I love the fact that you just said that. They're great at meeting people, but doesn't mean they can really build rapport and really get to what's important with people. That's right. You're absolutely right. And they love to talk. And what's their favorite subject? Me. Themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Their favorite subject is themselves. So everyone assumes that an extrovert is, is great at networking, but the truth is they're great at meeting people. Everyone assumes that an introvert is bad at networking. Because they do have a harder time meeting people. The thing is, though, an introvert is way better at asking questions and listening. Yeah. So both introverts and extroverts have a strength and weakness. Um, and, and they just need to you know, be acknowledge that weakness and work on it, but really run with their strength. And so, the, again, the short answer to your question is ask questions, which introverts are better at. Uh, and in several of my books, I've, I've got lists of the kinds of questions that you can ask. Um, when you yeah. Know. Yeah. And, and that's uh, great that you say that because even like, like even if you were, you know, if you're an organization and you're hiring someone, like if you're an insurance yeah. agency or if you're a financial advisor or anything that's more directly sales oriented, doesn't necessarily mean you got to be hiring people that could just go out and meet people. It's the people that can really connect with the right people right. and ask those questions. So you can't rule out somebody who's introverted, you know, in itself or somewhere right. in the middle there. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Wow. And, and, and uh, introverts out there, you know, it's okay. You can be great at networking. Uh, just learn how to make a connection with people as you meet, learn how to meet people. And there are some techniques that you can use to uh, make that a little easier. Uh, love that. And, you know, you know, when you founded BNI, I mean, what did you envision at the time? Was it kind of like, hey, I'm looking to bring in a mix of different types of people, different businesses, that type of thing? And what did you find, you know, really, you know, when you started it, this seemed to what I thought would work the best and then, and then how you saw it evolve from there? Well, look, I'd like to tell you, I had this vision of an international organization with uh, almost 11,000 chapters in 76 countries. But the truth is, I needed some referrals for my consulting business. <laughs> I, I was a management consultant. And yeah. I put together a group of people that I trusted, they trusted me. And we uh, agreed that we would start referring each other. And from the very beginning, I only took one person per profession, because I didn't want my competition in the room. Because all the networks I went to, I had a competitor. And so I wanted it to be a safe place for the people I was networking with to, to share their secrets, to talk about how they do business and how they help their customer without worrying about you know, their competitor in the background listening to their shtick. And so I created this one group. Someone came who couldn't join uh, after just a month or two. And she said, man, this is incredible. I could get a ton of business out of this. Would you help me open up my own group, my own BNI group? And, and Chris, I actually said, no. This isn't what I do. I'm, I'm a business consultant. And she said, well, this is kind of consulting. You know, you're helping me build my business. I'm like, yeah, that's a stretch. But 
We opened a second group and two people came and said, hey, this is great. I could get a lot of business out of this. Would you help me open up my own group? And I said, no, this isn't what I do. <laughs> and um, it just snowballed. At, at the, after uh, almost one year, 11 months, we had 20 groups. Wow. And that's that's when I realized. That's this, when the light bulb was said, yep. oh, man, I can I can see this yep. scaling. It was it was my Brody moment. I like to call it my Brody moment. Remember uh, Shark uh, uh, Jaws? Yes. Sheriff Brody sees the shark for the first time on, on the boat, and, and he turns to the captain and he says, you're going to need a bigger boat. Exactly. I remember that movie well. I've seen that movie so many times. You're so true. <laughs> wow. That's amazing how, like, again, like, you know, you started like, hey, it was so, it was a way to help your business. And ne next thing you know, you, you see people getting, you know, one person, a couple of people start getting value. And yeah. it just kind of went from there. And I, it's amazing what it what it has become. It is amazing. The years. And I know you're going to you need to go to a break soon. But uh, let, me, let me share something with you. I literally got five minutes. I got texted from the CEO of BNI five minutes before we started this interview. For the first time in the history of the company, by the way, we have 38 years of consecutive growth. Very few companies you've ever seen have 38, did I say 35, 38 years of consecutive growth year on year. Um, I heard this morning, just five minutes before we started, that for the first time ever, BNI did for our members, we call it thank you for closed business. It's the amount of business our members do with each other. We just passed the 20 billion dollar mark wow so that number has got to be updated on the bio yeah wow yeah, 20 billion it's amazing that is wonderful you know that's more than twice the gross domestic product for the country of Liechtenstein. that is incredible okay it's congratulations country, but still pretty cool that's amazing and and what like you said year after year that you recorded positive growth and even like during said, covid and say that for other yeah. you know networking groups you know that have popped up over the last you know 15 years or so or whatever it's been. Uh, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And there's so many groups. I mean, even, you know, where I am in, in my area of Connecticut, right outside of New York, we have so many BNI groups and, and I think new ones start to pop up and, and so on. And I guess we'll, we'll get into some of the things on the dynamics of, you know, putting together a network group. We'll do that here after the break. Anything in, you know, in about, 15 seconds, you want to sum up what you, you talked about here in the first segment. Networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. It's about cultivating relationships with other people. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's a way to build a solid foundation for a successful business. And it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a You've marathon. got to be working away at it gradually over time. Wow. I love it. It's all about progress, not perfection. And again, you're hearing it directly from... Ivan Meisner again. Again, if you're just joining us, we highly encourage you to listen to this show in its entirety. We got to go to break, everybody. We got more to come from the father of modern networking. So you're going to get all the ins and outs about how to properly do networking to help move your business and personal success to the next level. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back, everybody. If you're just joining us, we're here with Dr. Ivan Meisner, with Father of Modern Networking, a BNI Global Networks. Again, check them out. If you are, I'm sure many of you are familiar with BNI, but if you are not, we highly encourage you to check them out. We are with the person that founded this organ- fine organization back in 1985. And again, we highly encourage you to listen to the show in its entirety since there was a lot of great information shared here in the first segment. So, Ivan, you talked a little bit about the importance of networking, that you know, the, the value of building relationships. And relationships, when you can form re- solid relationships and build your sphere of influence, we can really begin to kind of put together a roadmap of where we want like to go with our success. What would be some of the things else you could share about the secret of success whatever that may be in business, just life in general. Yeah. 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 Happy to do that. And, um, and, and just to finish up on, on networking, you know, that same survey we did of 12,000 people. One of the things we found is that 91.4% of the respondents said that networking has played a role in their success. 91%. When have you ever seen 91% of any group of people agree to anything ever <laughs> yet? Yeah, 91% said that networking's played a role in their success. So clearly uh, that would be one of my top three, but I'm gonna give you three more. Uh, I think um, it, it, I think this is probably this, the single biggest issue I see with businesses, particularly small businesses. If you wanna be successful, you have to do six things a thousand times, not a thousand things six times. Uh. And I see so many businesses doing a thousand things six times. They're constantly chasing bright, shiny objects. And and looking for some you know some magic bullet some magic pill something that's going to make everything work for them, the truth is your mentors will help you. Listen to what they have to say. You listen to podcasts like this. You you find people that resonate with you that share information that resonates with you, and then do what they say. But do don't do it a thousand. Don't do it six times. Just six yeah. times and then move on. Do do it a thousand times. It's that consistency. Of it's that consistency. Well, it's like the, I always say what you just said there, Thomas Edison, it took him what? How many times to discover the light bulb, right? Thousands. 1,500, 1,600 yeah. times, whatever it was. But yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and and then he figured it out. So um, I think that's really important, uh, and probably the number one thing. Um, here's another one: the secret to success without hard work is still a secret. I especially people and and listen, I'm not just talking about millennials here. I'm 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 about to talk about Anybody. young people, but I'm not just talking about young young people today. Young people when I was young. There's this entitlement mentality back when I was a kid in the dinosaur age. There's an entitlement mentality when you come out, out that like, especially if you have a college degree, it's like, hey, come on, I should be making this, I should be making that. No, you shouldn't be making anything until you deserve it, until you earn it. And so the secret to success without hard work is still a secret. I haven't seen it. You know, I think it's one of the reasons why you see these people win the lottery and then lose it all. Lose it all. Because they have not had the sustained success over time to learn how to learn when, when they don't have much you know, money, but they, they have money and they lose some of it and they go, eh, I don't want to do that again. And you know, you learn from that. And so that I think that's one of the reasons why people um, who win the lottery lose a lot of it. And here's the third one, and it's a positive one. Work in your flame and not in your wax. When you're working in your flame, you're on fire. You're excited. You love what you're doing. People can hear it in your voice. They can see it in the way you behave. When you're working in your wax, it just takes all your energy away. And people can see it in the way you behave, and they can hear that in your voice. And so whatever it is that you're doing, try to find your flame in that element and embrace that. If you own your own business, hire people. To do your wax. I, I love what you just said. I love that analogy, by the way, that flame versus the wax. What a great analogy. Would it be safe to say the way I heard it and the way I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hearing what you say, correct me if I'm wrong, is yes, in the beginning, you start a business and it's just you. You might be the cook, the bottle washer, you know, you're doing multiple roles, but eventually you're gonna have to hire people, delegate, yep. maybe use an outside resource, but would the flame be again? Your it's 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 following your purpose, but leveraging your strengths, what yeah. you're good at, and then the, whatever is your weaknesses is the wax. But delegate that to delegate someone that else out. that can do that better. Yeah. So let me give you a, a, a phrase that prefaces work in your flame, not in your wax, <clears throat> which is exactly what what you're saying. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get to do what you want to do. Yeah. And I've done it all. I was, you know, out in the warehouse packaging stuff to ship it out. Uh, I, I, you know, used to do my own accounting. I've done that. And I understand that sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But eventually, as you become more successful, if you're doing six things a thousand times, you're going to become more successful. And by the way, it doesn't have to be six. It could be five. It could be seven. It's yeah. two handful of things. You get to hire somebody. I remember when I hired my first uh I was uh, my first in, internal person other than an assistant <clears throat> was a bookkeeper. And one day she came to me and she said, uh, Ivan, it, 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 took me, uh, it took me a couple hours, but I balanced the books. We were, we were five cents off, five pennies. We were five pennies off. It took me a couple hours, but I found the five pennies. And I remember uh, telling a friend of mine that, and he said, did you, did you reprimand her? I said, well, why would I reprimand her? Because she spent two hours to find five pennies. I said, look, what if it were $50? If it were 50 bucks, I'd say, eh, close enough. <laughs> I'm not going to look for it. 
But for her, she wouldn't have gone home at night. What if it were 500? Oh, my goodness. She would just put a tent in, the, in there. No, no, no. That was her flame. What was my wax was her flame. I congratulated her on balancing the books. Uh, that's the way you work flame and wax. Yeah, I love that. And like you said, you recognize it's not that you could have done it yourself, but it's not something that, hey, if I'm spending more time doing that and that's not really my my flame, <clears throat> then I'm not really adding value to my business right. and I'm not adding value to my my prospects and my customers. As yep, you're right. Right. You're right. Yeah. So you want to talk for a minute about how to delegate effectively? Please do. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm reading your mind. Seriously, I didn't know that. Um, so here's the thing. And, and I wasn't taught this in college. Um, when you delegate, as you're growing your business, when you delegate, you have to delegate both responsibility and authority. Now, let me, let me explain that. You have to delegate both responsibility and authority. What most people do is just delegate responsibility, but not authority. And so you hear, I hear owners saying to me, like, it's just faster for me to do it myself. No, it isn't. It might be for a month or two, but you can't scale doing everything yourself. If you want to scale your business, it is not faster for you to do it yourself. It's faster in the long run to train somebody how to do it. But you can't just give them uh, responsibility without authority. That's when people are constantly coming back to you and saying, what do I do now, Chris? I don't know how to handle this. What do I do? Tell me. And, and you know, it's like, man, I could just do this my, myself. So what you do is you delegate responsibility and for a learner, partial authority. So you say to them, you can make any decision within this box, okay? And the box may be 50% authority. And, and then if they screw up, don't get too mad at them. You know, if it was carelessness, that's one thing. But if yes. it was an honest mistake, that's part of learning. So, and then as they learn, you give them 60%, 70%, 80%, 90%. I would give employees up to 95% authority. I would tell them, here's your dollar limit. If, if whatever decision you're going to make exceeds that, come see me. And it would vary depending on the employee and what they did. And the other one was, if a lawyer is brought up, <laughs> if legal is brought up, any of those two, otherwise you have full authority to make a decision. Now, that's the way you delegate. Now, you do that over months. You delegate responsibility. And over months, you give more and more authority. Now, you've got somebody doing what you were doing. Oftentimes, if it's their flame, they're doing it better than you. That's how you delegate effectively. I like, and you did that in steps. It's not yeah. like you gave full autonomy, but you did it in phases to show yeah. that, hey, what is their commitment? What are they, what, are they owning their role and duties yeah. in this? If they made a mistake, did they learn to do it different and apply? So right. you're, you're giving, it's, you're giving them that period to, to, you know, to show they could step up and do what they've taken on or made a commitment to do. Exactly. And there's a, there's a technique that you can use as they get a, further along into whatever role they have. And that's where, you know, like they're at 80% authority and they're still a little nervous and they come to you and ask, you know, I don't know what to do with this. You say, okay, great. Uh, write down three possible alternatives that you think are worth considering and then come back to me in an hour. And, and that, I would do that and they would write down three and they'd say, well, I need more time. Okay. Yeah, I have more time. Then come back to me with the three and, and give me the three and tell me why. And, and then I would say, which one do you think is best? And they would pick one. I'm telling you, Chris, 
eight times out of 10, maybe nine times out of 10, they picked the one I would have picked. And I would tell them that. I would say, if I were to make the decision, that's the decision I would have made. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Yeah. Now, what if they didn't have the decision I would have made? Then I would say, okay, let me, let me offer a fourth option that maybe you didn't think about. Think about this. How would this fit in? And so, you know, you read, that's all part of the training process. Don't reprimand them, support them, empower them. That's the way you delegate responsibility. Wow, I love that. So, in essence, what you know, you're putting them, you're always putting them throughout the process on the offense, not on the defense. So they don't feel they have to defend themselves or you didn't do this right. And and I like the fact that how I, I would I, I, rather than put it in a you know a military, I would say I w- I would emotionally embrace them to make yeah. the right decision. Yeah, and 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 how would like I guess you know communication has got to be very important there. So what would you say if you could speak briefly to the communication side of that, like like the best way because everybody you know processes information differently, especially now you know with we got so much you know generational types and in the workforce, you know, going to networking groups and there's so much diversity. So, you know, it's probably even more so, more important than ever that that communication element of that be be important. It is. It kind of some insight to that. I think that would be quite, quite uh, beneficial to everyone listening. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it, it kind of, the devil's in the details on a question like that. You know, it, it kind of depends on what the issue is. You know, if there's a if there's a conflict or if somebody, um, you know, if, if somebody has a question as to what yeah. to do, which we were talking about, you have a different, uh, I'd have a different answer than if, if there's a conflict of some kind. You know, sometimes there's conflicts between two different people and, um, and they're just, they're, they're, they're missing each other. They're, they're missing they're, each other. Yeah. Just completely missing each other. Uh, rather than to say to the person, man, you're not hearing me or you don't understand me. Um, you use a mindset reset. I learned this stuff. Uh, from uh, Shelly Lefko, you do a mindset reset and it goes like this. Why would you give it that meaning? Totally an answer or a question that nobody ever expects. And usually they say, what? Why would you give it that meaning? You just said such and such uh, happened or I'm, I'm taking such and such a position. Why would you give it that meaning? And then listen to their answer. And oftentimes their answer is way off the mark from what you meant. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then you say, okay, well, let's talk about that because this is the meaning I ha- I had, and you just gave it that meaning. So now let's talk about, you know, understanding what I meant or understand. And sometimes I'll do it if they're if we're even talking about a third person. Have you talked to them to confirm that that's what they meant? Well, no, but that's what they've got to mean. Why do you believe that's what they've got to mean? <laughs> you have to actually have a conversation with them about it to discover what they really mean. And so, yeah, the nuances of communication are interesting. Yeah, it's always evolving, right? You know, it, it's yeah. it's not some cookie cutter thing. It's something that, again, we just have to evolve and we learn as we grow. I've learned that over the years, getting, you know, talking to different types of people and different <clears throat> backgrounds and and so on. So it, like, like you said earlier, it's about progress, not perfection when it comes to that area. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said that actually, and I love okay. that phrase. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 is. I've written about it, not quite so succinctly. That's very succinct, uh, but it is about progress, not perfection. I, I love that phrase. Wow, love it. Anything that you know, as we we approach the uh, next break coming up, Ivan. Anything else that you might like to share to kind of 
you know, bring that whole secret to success that you talked about earlier together? Like anything you want to sum up or, you know, really, really drive home to people listening, those listening about the importance in that. And I know hard work is obviously, and that's, that's a journey. It's about the journey, not the destination. It's evolving. It's ongoing, that type of thing. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the other things we've, we've talked about uh, mostly emotional intelligence uh, skills here, um, but sometimes there's a, a, a more hardcore skill. And one of them is certainly in business is you got to know your numbers. Mm. You've got to really, really know your numbers. I get a daily report emailed to me that tells me the exact number of members that we have in the organization and the exact number of chapters that we have in the organization and how that uh, compares to yesterday. And so I get a daily report um, and I get a regular report, although not daily, I get a regular report as to uh, how much business has been generated by our members. Uh, I just got that text this morning. So you got to know your numbers. And when usually when I talk about knowing your numbers, it's like watching a bobblehead dog in the back of a car. No, no, no. You really got to know your numbers if you want to be able to scale your business because uh, it gives you an opportunity to pull the right levers to make uh, an adjustment, a course uh, adjustment yeah. uh, quicker if you truly know your numbers. Yeah. Allow you to make, make, you know, make a decision, better decisions. And if you have to pivot, if you, if there's maybe a certain calculated risk that you have to take to go wherever you're moving your business towards, no, it totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Well, I love, I love this, what you've been sharing here. And I know we got more that you're going to be sharing here after our break as we come. Any uh, any last minute comments and, you know, just to kind of sum something up here as we, we head into break? Well, I, I think, um, you, you know, I've written a whole book on this last topic, which is uh, the, the people you surround yourself with. And if you when we come back, if you want to talk about that's that, the, we're going to talk. Let's do that. I love that. That is that is absolutely critical to know who you're surrounding yourself with. Love it. Well, everybody, you're listening to Ivan Meisner, the father of modern networking. Again, uh, we're hoping you're getting a lot of value out of today. Again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today at Voice American Influencers Channel, also at Apple Podcast and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. We got to go to break, everybody. When we come right back, we got more to come, and we'll see you soon. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. 
We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us again, we're talking with the father of modern networking, Dr. Ivan Meisner, and we are just learning all the ins and outs of how to network properly and how it can really benefit and take you to the next level. What are the secrets to success? And now here in the third segment, we're going to be talking about, you know, who are the people we're surrounding ourselves with? How can we build, you know, a network that is going to work for us and allow us to work for them and how we can interdependently and mutually help each other to grow, scale our businesses and provide more impact to the business community. So Ivan, I love, we'd love to hear about your insights on who we surround ourselves with and, you know, how do we, you know, in terms of the people we invite into our network. Yeah. So I, I wrote a book called Who's in Your Room? And it really talks all about that. So let me, let me give you a couple of minutes, uh, kind of an overview of the concept. Imagine that you live your life in one room, and that one room has only one door, and that one door is an enter-only door, so that when people come into your room or into your life, they're there forever. You can never get them out. Now, luckily, this is a metaphor, but if it were true, Chris, would you be more selective about the people that you've let into your life and room? Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what everyone says. Uh, and people say to me, yeah, no, it's, it, it is a metaphor. I can kick people out of my life. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that because I think it's more than a metaphor. What I want you to do, Chris, is I want you to think of someone, and if you're listening to this, I want you to play along. I want you to think of someone you got out of your life. Someone that was toxic, difficult. You were, you just couldn't be around them anymore, and you, you just, you kicked them out of your life. Now, Chris, I'm not going to make you say who it is, but do you have somebody in mind? Yes, yes. There's been more than one, but, but, oh, yeah. but I do have. Oh, yeah, one. yes, yeah. I just need, I just need one. Now, if you're listening to this, come up with one, have them in your mind, and now think about one of the last things they did that made you say, "That's it." I'm done. You're out of my life. You got it? I got it. All right. So here's the deal. If they're still in your head, they're still in your room, and they will be there for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. One of the interviews that we did was with Dr. Daniel Amen, the psychiatrist and neurologist, neuroscientist. He he, he said, uh, when you have a relationship, business or personal relationship with somebody, somebody, their fingerprints are all over your brain and they'll be there forever. And you, you, you know, a good experience you carry on for life, even if, if the person's out of your life, a bad experience you carry on. You're like, I'm never going to do that again. They're in your head still. You see, because the room, the room begins, if you take your index finger and put it on uh, the side of one head and your other index finger and put it on the side of your other head, uh, the other side of your head. The room is everything in between. It's your mind. It's your brain. 
who are you letting in? And the whole key is that, and you kind of uh, laid it up for me, Chris, uh, when you said um, to have people that have similar values. They don't have to be the same. You even said that. They don't have to be the same, which is true. They have, But they can't be incongruent. Absolutely. They, can't, they, can't they have be to be dissonant. shared, shared, right? Like a shared value. Yeah, or or if not completely shared, accepted. You know, that's not really one of one of my values, but I can respect it. I, I you know, it's it's if it's if it's uh, dissonant, that is really opposed to the way I believe. Then that's when you have um, uh, conflict, and you get people into your room who become anchors rather than engines. An engine is someone who makes you a better version of yourself. You know, they they carry you forward. They're, they're, they propel you. An anchor just brings you down. The worst are the anchors with an engine attached. You know, oh, they yeah. you down fast. <laughs> they're just driving you further into the ground. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the concept of the book. And then what we talk about is how do you, how do you screen your room more effectively uh, with this con- concept called the doorkeeper? Um, we have a, a new edition that's going to be out soon. Uh, we also talk about the concierge, which is your subconscious, your conscious and subconscious mind learning how to interact with people because some of them just, they need to stay out on the porch. You don't let them into your room. Yeah. Well, I love that. Could you go into a little bit? I, cause I think this is so important in how you build your network because these are people that you can, you know, you could surround yourself for the for pretty much your entire career, not let alone for your entire life from here on out. Because it's not just, you know, to business. It can be other areas that are important in your life. Talk about like what would be some of the things we talked about values, but what would be some other things you could share that people maybe sometimes maybe they understand it like logically, but maybe are missing out because they they keep making the same mistakes over and over, getting involved with toxic people or people that are come in with the, t- you know, they come to take, but have nothing to give mentality. Yeah. Well, so you got to really go into relationship building, both professionally and personally, um, by by kind of drilling down and, and going deep and, and figuring out who that person is. Um, in BNI, we have, and it's been in my books, uh, it's in Networking Like a Pro, the second edition. You can get this exercise I'm about to describe to you. It's called the Gains Exchange. Now, this is a business uh, concept, that, you know, but, but, um, but it can work with the personal, I, I suppose. I'm not a psych- psychologist. Um, so this is a business exercise. Gains stands for goals, accomplishments, interests, networks, and skills. Goals, accomplishments, interests, networks, and skills. One of the things that we learned uh, in BNI through a, re- a research study done at a university in Europe was people who do one-to-ones, they meet and, and get to know each other better per- in a professional context, um, that if they do one of those a month, they give twice as many referrals and they get twice as many referrals. Give and get 100% more referrals. If they do it once a week versus once a month. So four times a month versus one time a month. So if you're going to do one of those one-to-ones, what do you do? You do a gains exchange. That's what we recommend. So we would sit down, you and I, and you would tell me what your goals are. Uh, and, and I say, look, personal and professional, it's okay. If you guys are okay with it, we're, you know, it's okay. Because when you know somebody personally a little bit more, you make a better connection. 
So what are some of your goals? Then I'll tell you some of my goals. What are some of your accomplishments? It's okay to brag. It's okay in this part, you know, tell us what are some of the awards you've got? What have you done? That tells, you know, certain awards tells one another, uh, tells it tells each other what you're most interested in, which is the next one, interests. Uh, what, do you, what, what, do you, what do you do for fun? What are your hobbies? You know, you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. What networks are you in? What kind of networking organizations do you belong to? And by networks, it could be, it could be social networks. It could be uh, service clubs. It could be nonprofit uh, organizations. Those are various types of networks. And then what skills do you have? What unusual skill might you have that nobody would know about that would be interesting? Uh, interesting for both of us. So I tested this. I'll tell you a quick story. I tested this before I put it in one of my first books. And uh, I had two guys doing this. It was an architect and, a, and an attorney. And uh, one of them raised their hands as we were about to get started. I came over and he said, we don't want to do this. And I said, why? And he literally said, because it's weenie. I said, it's weenie? What do you mean it's weenie? <laughs> he said, it's silly. You know, why do I want to do this? I'm like, okay, look, again, it was an architect and, a, and a, an attorney. So they were, you know, professionals. And, and so I said, okay, fair enough. Just do me a favor. Um, please do it. And I'm going to give you a review at the end. And if you still think it's weenie or silly, say it. Say you hated it. They're like, eh, okay, fine, we'll do it. So they did it. So Chris, they only got to interests. They did goals. They did accomplishments. They got to interest. That's it. They never got any further because they both found out they were soccer coaches for their son's soccer teams, foot, called football in some countries. So that was it. They spent the rest of the time talking, about, talking about that. Yeah, that's, that's very, it. I've seen that happen. <laughs> and and now and then they're talking about you know coaching techniques and they agreed that they would scout for each other. Now these two guys had known each other for nine months, had never referred each other. All of a sudden they find out this about themselves. They they you know they're supporting each other, helping each other. Within two months, they had passed referrals to each other. They'd known each other for almost a year, never did business. Found out they were soccer coaches. Made a common connection. Yeah. And that then it was like, I like this guy. I want to. I want to help him. I'm. I'm going to listen for referrals. I'm going to try and find referrals. So the gains exchange is a great uh, way to to network effectively with people. No, I I love what you just said because it it it, it, it the way you have it set up it it, it it it's set up to really get to know the person other than what you see on the surface. Yeah, yeah and that's the key is to get to know the person to build the relationship. Right. If if you're building a friendship, not in business, but a friendship, you find out about common interests. Oftentimes, friends happen because there's some kind of uh, common interest or proxemics. You know, you're, it's a neighbor, and then the neighbor you find out has a common interest, and now you become friends in college of people that you meet in classes that you like or in sports, and you become you become friends. It's about finding common interests. It doesn't. It's not different in business. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That is great. And I, and I think that is so important when you said, you know, here were two guys, they, you know, they probably hurt each other. They knew what they did. Yeah. They knew what each other Nine did. months. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. But yeah, then good to with, see you again, that was it. But as soon as you had that connection with that, that yeah. soccer coaching soccer, yeah, it was like, wow, this is, this is a person. Yeah. And, and at that point it was regardless if they were a lawyer or if they were, 
an architect or something yeah. else, you know, it wouldn't matter at that point because it's the person that you're bonding with. Yep. And then it, obviously if they have a track record that they can do what they say they're going to do, it just, it's just, you know, icing on the cake from there. Yeah. That, that became the fairy dust that made the, the connection work. Wow. I love that. I love that. Anything else that, you know, as we get near the close to the end of the show, anything you'd like to, you know, <laughs> you know, provide any additional insight to, you know, who's in the room and, and yeah, well, the who's in your room? Of, uh, are the people around us? I, I love the book. It's a great book. It's one of my favorite books. Uh, we have a second edition coming out uh, in 2023. It, it is available on Amazon right now. You can look for the first edition and the second edition. Uh, one of the things that we talk about in there, we don't have time today to do it, is to talk about balance in life. Oh, yeah. And how you can create balance. And one of the last chapters really talks uh, about that concept. You might be surprised at my answer, but uh, that's an important one. Uh, from a networking perspective, uh, I, I think this is probably one of the most important messages. You know, it's you know the old phrase, Chris. It's not what you know; it's who you know. Yeah. I don't think it's either. I, I don't think it's what you know or who you know. I think it's how well you know each other. There you go. That really makes a difference. I have some amazing contacts in my database, in my telephone. The question is, could I could I pick up the phone and call them? If I called them, would they answer the phone? And if I asked them for a favor, would they be willing to do it? Yeah. That's what, it's not what you know or who you know. It's how well you know each other. How well. I agree 100%. Well, Ivan, this has been, I've had such a great time being with you here today on the show. I want to thank you personally for taking the time to be here. How can people reach out to get to know you? Anything that you'd like to share or provide to the yeah. audience here in the final minute of the show? I've been doing a blog twice a week for 15 years. Tons of free stuff up there. Uh, IvanMeisner.com. IvanMeisner.com. Of course, BNI.com. Anyone who's interested in BNI. And I'm all over social media. I'm about to cross the 200,000 mark uh, on uh, followers on Facebook. So uh, go go follow me on Facebook. Well, yes, we highly encourage you. Go follow Ivan on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever, whatever's your preference. Again, Ivan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us here today on Sustainable Success. We are so grateful for you and what you shared here. And listeners, we hope you take advantage of a lot of the information. Get to know BNI. Get out there in your local community and, and look at some BNI groups that you can get involved in. And feel free to follow Ivan on any of the channels uh, where he and his organization BNI are, and they're everywhere. So until then, everybody, we hope you have a great rest of your week. Happy holidays, and we'll see you next Thursday. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.